Okay, right now, we're at the second half of the class, everybody. And we're dealing with the dispute between Maimonides and Nachmanides. Mm. Maimonides says the same way it's not considered sexual immorality that you have to sacrifice your life for Esther to sleep with Achashverosh because she was single, right? It was just like maybe eating non-kosher, right? Mm. The same way for a Jewish man to sleep with a non-Jewish woman is the same thing. That's the opinion of the Rambam. Mm. That on the other hand, Nachmanites, the Ramban, Rav Moshe ben Nachman, says you do have to sacrifice your life. And he brings a very interesting Rav Avadia. I found this in Yubioma. Rav Avadia brings, it's in the Malchamtos, in the end of the Gemara Sanhedrin, and he brings a fascinating proof, which is hard to understand. I would, if anybody would email me, I'm going to put my email at the bottom of this class, email me what the answer is, I'd be fascinated to know. There's a fascinating Gemara actually, that two princesses, female mayors, God attracted to rabbis and they said, you have to sleep with us. So let me read you the Gemara. This is the Gemara Kedushin. Tractate Kedushin, page 40. Tafmem Amud Aleph. There was a great rabbi called Rabbi Sadok. So I'm reading for the Gemara, you the Gemara verbatim. Rabbi Sadok, Tabi Ha'u Matacha. There was a madam, um, uh, how does art scroll translate it? A noble woman, right? A woman from the royal court, a noble woman, like the wife of the governor or some very important woman or the sister of the governor, came to Rabbi Sadok and said, you have to be with me. You have to have sexual relations with me. So you know what Rabbi Sadok told her? He said, well, you know, I'm very weak. My heart is weak. I need to eat some food. So she said, no problem. She got her servants. She said, make the best uh, pig or... You know, Frankenblanks, you know. Non-shoe though? Yeah. Okay. So, they wanted to serve him non-kosher food. So then Rabbi Sadok would have the power for them to be together sexually. Hmm. So, so the Gemara says very interestingly that she lit the fire. They lit the fire for her. And then guess what Rabbi Sadok did? He went and sat in the oven. He went and told him, threw himself into the oven. So then the woman went crazy, the, the noble woman. She said, what in the living daylights are you doing? I thought you wanted to eat so we could be together. Why are you going and sitting in the fire? You're going to burn to death. Mm-hmm. He said, whoever does this deserves to do this. If I'm going to be with you, I'd rather. So then she said, come out, come out. I didn't know this is such a serious thing. I think you would like, I thought you would like to be with me. Mm-hmm. And so she said, you know, I'm not going to force you to be with me. If this, if, once he did such a thing that he was almost on the, you know, you can't last too long in the oven, in the oven right? So then there's a second case. Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana was obviously a Kohen and he was a, I guess he would have been eligible to be on the front page of JQ. Rav Kahana, now this is from 2000 years ago. This is from the Talmudic, this is not Nehra Kahana. This is is from from 2,000 years ago. So again, a a noble woman came and said, you have to be with me. And you also have to understand, people, historically, the life of the Jew was very cheap, right? Every page of Jewish history, blood and blood and blood drips from it. They would kill us like flies. You know that. Mm -hmm. In, 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 from the Muslims to the Christians, I mean, the Christians were much worse. I mean, the Muslims, at least, uh, 
most of the time did protect us and not want to do inquisition or like totally wipe us out like Europe. But so Rabbi Rabbi Kahana, no, but they didn't. There was never a Holocaust in the. Okay, one second. And you wonder why I don't vote Republican. So next next idea. So Rav Kahana, what did Rav, excuse did Rav Kahana give her? Rav Kahana said, okay, you want me to be with you? You noble woman. The Messiah. Give me a, give me, give me some time. I want to go put on some perfume, comb my hair, make myself, you know, take a shower. So Rav Kahana went and did that. Shh, guys, guys. You guys, come on, seriously? It says, Azal Ishkadnafshi. It said, that Rav Kahana went and actually did put on perfume and they took a shower and became very attractive. Mm. And he went to the, he went to the roof and jumped off, committed suicide. What he would God. rather die than not be with her. And then actually a miracle happened here that Eliyahu Hanavi caught him. So it says, Atratan Eliyahu Hanavi got mad at Rav Kahana. He said, I had to go 4,000 miles from across the world from a bridge to come here. To, to but save he, you. he jumped off. So yeah, he, but he caught him. He, he was caught die. by an angel. Oh, an angel, okay. That angel was none other than Elijah, the prophet, Elijah. right? So, Eli- actually the Gemara is a fascinating Gemara. The Gemara says, whenever you're willing to sacrifice your life and not do sexual immorality, a miracle will happen for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it brings these two cases as a proof, right? So anyways, Elijah came and he says, Mi garim la, la so, Rav, Rav Kahana said, okay, why, 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 why did the noble woman get attracted to Rav Kahana and want him? Because Rav Kahana had to do, sell, sell in the, uh, bazaar of Rome. He had to sell in the marketplace, because <coughs> he was very poor. So he had another choice. What, is he gonna die from hunger? So he had to sell like shoes. I think he was a, whatever, whatever he was. I don't recollect. He was a very lowly job. Like, you know, 99 cent store. He was just trying to sell stuff. So, Elijah actually gave him a chest full of dinars. Because he said, the reason she became attracted to me, if I would have had a more noble job, right? She wouldn't have thought, you know, she thought I was a lower class person and then she was kind of demanding me of being with her. So, that's what happened. This is exactly, gentlemen, why Nachmanites, now listen, Nachmanides comes to the conclusion, what do we say, gentlemen? Nachmanides argues on the Rambam, and he says that you do have to sacrifice your life and not be with a shiksa, with a non-Jewish woman. Because he says, first of all, he says that it's inconceivable to say that Rav Kahana would sacrifice his life if he didn't have to, right? Because the Ramban holds like the Rambam. Don't be a wise guy. If you have, if, if they, he's not trying to convert you to Christianity, eat the cheeseburger, go cook up a barbecue, because he's just doing it for his own pleasure, right? He's not trying to, the fact that you're desecrating Shabbat or eating the cheeseburger is not a symbol that you're becoming part of his faith. So, then, it's a very strong question. Why would Rav Sadok and Rav Kahana be committing suicide? By the way, this takes us to a whole, this, this, believe it or not, like I said, I could talk 12 hours about this topic, because there's, this leads us to another question, which I can't get in tonight, because I didn't prepare for it, but I want you, I'm gonna give you some homework. Which one? About sexual immorality? No, no, now we're going to auto worship. 
the, idol worship? Idol worship also, you have to give up your life. Now, Which one's worse, idol worship or sexual immorality? They're the same. Both of them, you have to give up your life. Really? Right. So but, I would have to go kill myself right now. No, one second, one second. Sam. <laughs> I gotta love this controversial topics. So it says like this. I just wanna bring an idea for you guys and think about this. Maybe, maybe next time we'll talk about this. If you guys so, so like. Wait, that is funny now? What happens is, let's say there's a crusade going on. You know what the crusades were? Yeah. When the, when the Christians wanted to go conquer Jerusalem, every Jewish town, they would kill everybody and try to convert anybody, everybody. Yeah. Cause they wanted, uh, Yamach Shemot, cheese and crackers to come back, right? The second coming. Now let's say you're the rabbi. What happened is a fascinating debate happened. There was a certain rabbi in Europe, a great rabbi, like a chief rabbi of the city. You know what he started doing? He started killing the Jewish children. What? You know why? 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 Cause he, he had a, he had kosher witnesses okay. that said the last 12 towns that the crusaders conquered, uh-huh. They took all the children and took them to the monastery. So all these Jewish children are going to end up what? Christians. Christians. You know, one of the chief people in the Catholic Church to this day is a Jew. He was one of those children that were... Yeah, he came out and said it. Yeah, they gave gave him to the... During the Holocaust, they gave him to the monastery. Exactly. And now he's like one of the top echelons of Catholicism. But the question here is, gentlemen, I want you to... Is that okay? I just... just, One second. I want to... This that we say you have to die and not commit the sin, right? Does that mean you have to be passive and say, yeah, shoot me in the head. I'm not going to do idol worship. I'm not going to sleep with a married woman. I'm not going to be a murderer. What if you sleep with a But, but, but. Can you kill yourself? Can you, can you even go so so far as kill yourself or kill other people? So it seems from this Gemara that they were not only Willing to be killed, murdered, Rav Sadok and Rav Kana, they're actually willing to jump into the fire and jump off the roof, which, it's, it's, because it was a big debate actually, <laughs> amongst the med- medieval rabbis. Because a lot of called this rabbi, they said, you're a Nazi, you rabbi, why are you taking the Jewish children and killing him? You know what I'm saying? He was, he was saying that, well, what do you want them? You want it to become priests? <laughs> you understand? So that's a whole, that's a whole other element. To this class is that wow. to die, to sacrifice your life. That is funny, do you have to be passive, or can you even proactively go commit suicide for them not to do that? But be that as it may, the Ramban holds like this. The Ramban <coughs> says that because of these two Talmudic cases <laughs> oh, of Rabbi Sadok and Rabbi Kahana, that they went and committed, they were willing to die and not sleep with the shiksa with the noble woman. The Roman Greek noble women, uh, you have to sacrifice your life and, um, and not do that. So, uh, at this point, we're going to finish the class. And obviously, we hope that again, I would be doing a disservice to our, our Iranian Persian community if I wouldn't end off the class because it really does break my heart. Those women that are Jewish, but in their heart and soul are acting like idol worshippers and their God is money, God is going to unfortunately hold them accountable. Because in life, God bless my Rosh Hashiva, he was the, the most greatest and holy man that I ever knew. 
he had the most integrity, Rabbi Shmuel Yaakov Weinberg. And he said, if you're a woman, and I had a lot of uh, online requests, because I gave a class a few weeks ago, what good qualities should a woman look in a man? A man, what, a man should always sell everything and marry the, the daughter of a Torah scholar. But what should a woman look for? And everybody knows that money does not bring happiness. Money brings comfort. And I'm giving a big cautionary tale to all those women out there that want the $10 million mansion and the Maserati and the Mercedes. This is totally wrong. Today, a lot of people are idol worshippers and their idols is not the cross. It's the dollar. They're willing to work on Shabbat. They're willing to turn away dozens upon dozens of good Jewish boys that would make a good life for them, maybe not the most comfortable in the beginning, but that's what life is about. That, you know, I I just, I, I love it how in the Kolal communities, the Orthodox communities in Israel and the East Coast, we, I, I would be doing a disservice again to not say that my own wife and hundreds of thousands of women in Israel and the East Coast are modern versions of Esther because they're willing to work and have their husband become a rabbi and study, which is the total opposite of what we're seeing in the LA community here. But ultimately, what is leading countless of our young men to go and do these terrible sins, which I hope you didn't come out of this class thinking it's not as terrible as, because according to the Rambam it isn't, but we're, this society, this has to stop. Because I can guarantee you, if you want a good life, then of course the husband have to, have to be making, has to be making a few thousand dollars to put a roof under their head and, you know, wine and dine her a little. But the best advice I could, I have five daughters myself. The best advice I could give to those young ladies is that you need a good husband. A good heart. He fears God. And if every criterion for you is money, 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 then you may end up with a guy. I mean, you might as well go marry an ATM machine or a bank, if that's the case. Now, of course, you know, I know of a case personally. A girl married a very, very prominent doctor. He was a surgeon, but he was cheating on her. So this girl, woman had to get divorced from her. Wouldn't it have been better for this young lady to have have a different criterion of who her husband should have been? So to those women, let's know that ultimately this holiday is named after Esther, right? It's not called Megillat Mordechai. Because in the end of the day, Esther did the ultimate sacrifice. She was willing to go and sleep with this pagan king, which was torture to her. I could guarantee it was torture. Wouldn't Esther want to marry a normal Jewish man? She was a prophet. It's like telling, but she's not the only Jewish woman. Yael also did such a thing. You know, Yael went and had relations with Sisra. And off the record, there was a thir- there was a second reason why Esther was allowed to do what she did. You know why? Even let's consider that according to your problem that she was married to Mordechai. She was an exception to the rule. She was one 
that one case out of a million that you may make an exception. Why? Because she knew through the prophet Mordechai and her own prophecy that she was the Messiah of the Jews in that certain, right? The, the salvation of the Jews had to come to her, right? So for her to, there's a concept that again, I don't want people to abuse, but it's a Gemara Nasser. It says it's better a sin done for the sake of heaven more than a mitzvah not done for the sake of heaven. So Esther had this, you know what I mean? The Gemara calls it Hora'at Sha'ah, right? She's, imagine what she's doing. Okay, she may have been a married woman sleeping. First of all, we could presume that she was passive in the sexual contact with him. She was like the ground, which is one of the answers of the Gemara. And also, she was a prophet and she was saving the entire nation of Israel, as Yael did. So, may, may in the, uh, merit of Purim, God help us that we should have happiness. People, and I beg both the Jewish men, they should also not be idol worshippers. Their idol is beauty, external beauty. Are you a supermodel yourself that you want to marry a girl that you know, it's, it's a, I'm a matchmaker. And I've been doing it for almost 17 years. A lot of the boys also, they're at fault also. So when the boys are looking for a supermodel and the girls are looking for a millionaire, that's very bad. But I want to end off with a story. This is one of the favorite stories I heard this year about a, a woman. And I just want to say that it, I'm so proud to be a Jew to know such women exist in this day and age. I, there was a, there was a woman in, uh, Lakewood, New Jersey, a human being just like me and you, and her husband was learning in rabbinical postgraduate for 10 years. And they were not from a wealthy family. Neither her family was wealthy. And, you know, there's tuition. They had a, a lot of kids. And finally, the husband was such under stress because every month he had no savings and he had to just, he was just getting by his life, paying his mortgage to the last penny. So he went to his wife one day and he said, listen, it's a great thing to devote your life to Torah. But I talked to a gentleman in the yeshiva in the kolel and he found a wonderful job in Manhattan for me. From next week, I'm out. I can't take the financial stress anymore, right? I, I have to buy, it was Passover, it was right before Passover. He said, I want to afford to buy good clothing for my kids. I don't want them to go walk around with you know, ripped shoes. And, and it's so funny, like I was saying, some people are working, they're expecting hundreds of millions of dollars from the husband and others and the people don't, you know, they already have enough money to buy clothing for the shoes. So the wife said, under no circumstances, I'm going to let you do this. She was mm-hmm. Esther. She said, you have to learn more. Mm-hmm. I, so you know what she said? She said, here's my wedding ring, my diamond ring. Go to Manhattan 47th Avenue and sell it. Then the husband felt so reluctant. She said, I've never bought you jewelry in these 10 years. And this is the most sentimental thing you have from me. She said, no. Even, even if it means that you could learn two, three more months, one more month in Kolel, she said, I'm not taking no for an answer. Is it your ring? No, it's my ring. Go sell it. The husband, she took off her wedding ring. This is the only jewelry she had. Her diamond ring gave it to the guy. The guy went to 47th Avenue, as your brother would tell you, Nathan. A lot of those, uh, 
diamond dealers and jewelers are Hasidic Jews, right? So she goes to the, the, the gentleman, the cola guy from Lakewood, New Jersey, goes to 47th Avenue and he goes into a Satmer Hasid's office. He says, I want to sell this ring. So the guy takes out his loop, right? He looks at the quality of the diamond. He said, the maximum I could give you is a thousand dollars, but I would beg you, my brother is more well off than me and he's more sophisticated than me. He may give you a better price. So go down a few more blocks down 47th. Here's his address. So he sends him to his brother's diamond shop. Quickly, he calls his brother, the Satmer Chosid, and he says, this is very fishy, this story. He didn't explain to me why he's selling a diamond ring, but usually rabbis do not go around selling. It looks like an engagement ring, a ring that you gave. So the guy goes to the second brother's jewelry store, and the brother says, you know, the second jeweler, which was also a Satmer Chosid, says, I'm baffled. Why are you selling this diamond ring? So he tells him the whole story. He says, I don't have any money. I don't have money to buy clothing for my children for the new holiday of Passover. I said, I want to go start working in Manhattan. My wife said, no way, Jose. And she gave me her diamond ring. So he took the diamond ring and he says, okay, I'll buy it from you. He gave him a check for $10,000. The Kolo guy was shocked because it really was only worth a thousand. He said, why are you giving me so much money? He says, if your wife believes in your Torah study so much, I also want to be a partner in it. Huh. So here's $10,000. Wow. Take it and go. True story. The guy walks out of the store. The chassid walks after him. He said, you forgot the ring. The ring is also yours. Wow. So we hope, I mean, this is just above and beyond the call of, call of duty. But I think this story shows us that, you know, those people that think Hasidim are bad people, they, they, it's the same thing that the anti-Semites think. You know, we just, in this day and age, it's the best of times, like Charles Dickens says, and the worst of times. Unfortunately, there's a lot of assimilation. A lot of the Jews that are not religious are into materialism, and they don't care. But we do have such a large amount of people, like this woman, that is a modern version of Esther, in my opinion. So may Hashem help us, Amen. that all our sisters, all our, all the Amen. Jewish women... At least have how, half as much as love of Torah as this woman did. May God bless you all. Have a wonderful Purim and I'm ready for questions.